G'day, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ads and Dunks podcast. As always, brought to you by Oz American Aces. My name's Adam, and of course, on the other end, Joshy Dunkley. Like always, how are you going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. It's been a bit of a uh, disappointing week for the both of us this week. It was uh, the trend continues. When you lose, we lose. So, come on, mate, you got to get the job done. <laughs> Did that cross your mind at all? Oh, oh, I know. actually no, no. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have seen the game. I actually didn't talk to you about. That you know, you spoke. I saw your score. So I, I can't remember what time it was. We played at four thirty, and I checked your score at about, I don't know, two two quarter past two, and you were dominating. And I was like, oh, happy days, we're going to win. So <laughs> it, the tide changed, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, we both lost. So um, disappointing week, mate. It, it's actually blowing my mind how, like, because we have it hasn't been a week where it hasn't been. You win and I and I lose and vice versa. Has it? It's legit been pretty much every well, game that I've played that I've played and you've played because I've missed four games and you've obviously missed two. Um, it's pretty scary. <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous. It is scary. I mean, has have we played? I think the only time it's happened has been when we've played first, maybe or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the uh, fans and the listeners out there will know because they seem to know everything. Um, How's your how was your week anyway? Regardless of uh, footy result, do anything exciting, mate? I was gonna bring it up a bit later, but now that you've asked me about my week. I actually finished my real estate course, so oh, well um, done! Yeah, very pumped to press that last submit button on the on the desktop, and um, away we went. I did about five role plays to finish, so you can imagine <laughs> me, mate, walking you through a house and telling you what's going on. It was it was good. So was that. You had to film yourself or did someone film you and you're walking through the house and you've got to send that off to the to the teacher. Is that what you had to do? Yeah. So someone films you and then there are other ones where you just film yourself. So like it'd be like this. So I'm just sitting here. We're doing a teleconference call or something and I'm going to talk about, you know, why the person that's walked out on the house has damaged the property and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Little things like that. It was good. It was actually pretty cool to finish it off with the role players because you learn a lot, obviously, yeah. through the, all the other work, and then you got to finish it off and be like an agent at the end. Yeah, so that, it was cool. that'd be pretty cool. You'd be really good at that, no doubt. Did you get feedback? What did the what did the teacher say? Uh, I got feedback, and it was just satisfactory, mate. So peas get degrees. Well done, mate. Good job. What's that? <laughs> can you can you do anything now whilst you whilst you're playing? Like, can you get do some side? I don't know, some side real estate work. I know it'd be hard because real estate agents work their absolute ass off. And yeah. from real estate agents that I know, they never have a um, weekend really. They're just always full on. Is there any work experience I guess you could do? Uh, I'm not too sure. that I've had a couple of people that um, have reached out and I've spoken to both in residential and commercial. So yeah. um, I could potentially go into the office and do some of the, I don't know, the, the lesser jobs that uh, I suppose no, you do was, when you're probably yeah. first out of the uh, – the system and um, do something like that, which I might do probably not this year because it's coming towards a, the end of the year, but next year when you know everything gets back in routine again, I'd be able to do. So might have a little side gig, mate. Might have to um, help you if you're going to buy a house up here again, potentially in the future, then uh, I'd have to help you out. No, that's cool. I mean, um, I'm obviously doing my real estate course as well, but I haven't finished mine yet. So I'm really looking forward to the role play. Maybe we can post... A little snippet <laughs> on socials, and we'll get our fans to vote who who uh, who acts it out better between you and me. That will not be coming out. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well done. Um, my week, my week was good too. I uh, I've had 
Kim and uh, G's been here for the week. So um, I know last week we touched on it was their birthday the following day. So, yeah, took Kimmy out uh, for a nice um, – you know, I took both. Kim's obviously a twin with Jess, so we went out for dinner. You know, when you have one twin, you get the other. That's always the way it's the way it is. So, <laughs> yeah, we went out for dinner at a place called Silks out at um, – oh, it's at Crown. Have you been there? You've been to every restaurant at Crown. You would have been there, surely. I don't think I have been to Silks. That was probably one of the only ones. It's one – it's kind of on top next to the conservatory um, all you can eat. You probably would have seen it, no doubt. Um, yeah. I highly recommend it. It was delicious. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. So we went there. Um, but yeah, had a good week. Georgie's been down. She's been, uh, she's came, she came out to the game, obviously, on Saturday. We played in Ballarat. Um, mm. You know, and we're just talking off air about how flat I was. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I was genuinely that flat after we lost. The only one that could really put a smile on her face. Well, not the only one. There'd be a couple, and you, you'd be in that as well, Joshy. But <laughs> the one that would really be able to was Georgie. And um, walking down after we obviously lost, and it's pretty somber in the rooms. But um, you know, when we go back, debrief, come out, all the families in there. I just hear Georgie's voice, "Daddy!" She comes running over. That you know has no idea what's happened. No idea that we've just lost. She's eating all the lollies. Um, she's rubbing, uh, our dietitian, she's, um, I think she's 32 weeks pregnant, Sammy. So she's rubbing Sammy's belly saying, oh, I can't wait to meet little baby. It's, um, it's always nice and refreshing having, uh, you know, having Georgie cause then when it comes to footy, it keeps you a little bit more grounded and, um, yep. you know, you, you don't, you don't go through the ebbs and flows of footy, even though I did this week, but it's nice having her here. So yeah, other than that, uh, footy, footy's taken over the week, which is pretty normal for us. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's been nice to see, obviously, as you said, Georgie's been down there and a couple of photos of her getting a massage too, mate. Yeah, so Di, obviously, one of our bios um, <laughs> at the footy club, she comes out and um, every every uh, day off during the week, she comes and massages. And so she was obviously doing Kim and I um, and uh, Georgie's always around and trying to massage me and then trying to massage Kim. And then she's like, oh, can I have one at the end? And then Di being the great person that she is, she always, uh, yeah, jump on. So she, Georgie jumps on and, yeah, gives her a massage and Georgie keeps going, <laughs> when when I'm older, I'm going to make sure I do this for you and mum and Di. So it's pretty funny. Um, as I said, it's always hey, great uh, having little kids because they keep me grounded. But, um, yeah, it's been good. But we'll move on to, the obviously, the footy. Uh, we'll, talk, yep. we'll start with yours because um, I don't want to start with mine. Yeah. Uh, Tough game for you. You, uh, I was able to catch the second half, and um, I seen you right in it in the first half. And uh, I was watching on the way home, and they just looked really good and strong around the footy. And um, mm. yeah, we spoke about last week how good of a contested ball side they are. Look like that's kind of where they may have got you from what I seen. Um, how did you yep. see it? Yep. Um, personally, you played another great game, outstanding game. Um, how did you see it? Yeah, it was, yeah, as you said, I think the first half we sort of battled away a little bit and I still felt like the game was on our terms for for most of that first half and we were winning the contested ball, you know, clearance and stuff like that. So we were getting plenty of looks inside 50, probably just couldn't capitalize on those looks that we got. Um, and then, yeah, the second half, they just purely just, they beat us up around the footy and it's a disappointing result because, you know, we, we pride ourselves in that area and we've been really good over the course of the year and um, to have a lapse like we did in that second half was, yeah, just not up to scratch. And uh, we're, we were very disappointed after the game and as all teams would be if you're in that position. And um, we'll take a lot out of it though. I feel like it's a bit of a circuit breaker for us too. We, you know, we've played a few 
I reckon probably six or so weeks now of some good footy, of albeit the loss to Melbourne by one point. I still felt like we played really good that day too. So, um, yeah, bit of a circuit breaker, and I feel like we're going to take a lot out of it, and hopefully that you know kickstarts us for the remainder of the season and heading into finals. Yeah, no, I um, I, I agree. It's always uh, there's always a game here and there where. You know, you can have five or six weeks of good footy, but then you have a bit of an outlier of a game. And um, for, of all rounds, it felt like this round was it. There were so many teams that yeah. were upset. Obviously, Port Adelaide lost, Collingwood lost. Um, you know, we were the favourites against the Giants and Giants ended up beating us and, and whatnot. Mm. Um, how do you, I guess, um, you know, for the for our listeners and, and um, especially the young uh, aspiring footballers, how, how do you, you know, I guess refocus in on getting things right this week. Um, as you said, it was a, a bit of a circuit breaker for you, but no doubt you would have looked mm. at things closely, um, you know, that you could have done better. Uh, it's a big last four games because, you know, you're in a position to cement a top four spot, um, you know, but if you take games for granted, you might fall out of the top four, which is, I guess, definitely something you, do, you do, definitely don't want to do and um, your footy club doesn't want to do. So, yeah, how do you approach it? How do you approach this week and the last four weeks? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, so much of the game these days is played, you know, between the ears, a lot of people would say. And um, to get yourself up week in, week out is a very – it's a very hard thing to do. I was actually talking to someone, I can't remember um, who it was, but talking about, you know, back in the day, you used to have those – the teams that were down the bottom end of the ladder that probably couldn't really – you know, if you were off – if you are up the top end of the ladder and you play against them and you're off a little bit on your game, you still can get over the top of them. Whereas these days, yep. if you're off – by 1%, 2%, 3%, any team in the league right now will beat you. So you've got to really rock up with the right mindset, the right focus. You've got to be prepared both individually, collectively. And I don't think on the weekend we probably were all at that level. And once, like I said, as soon as you um, as soon as soon you get it, you know, one or two or 10 guys that are a bit down on their output, then that makes it really hard to win games of football. So we need to get ourselves up, um, get the energy up again because, like I said, we were very disappointed after the game and after the, the result that it was. So uh, it's yeah, no better opportunity this week than to travel over to Perth together for a few days. We're going to go a couple of days early and really um, get around each other and, and treat it as a bit of a an away trip together. Um, and, yeah, get the energy up and, and have a crack against the Dockers. Yeah, no, it's a great little insight. I, I, um, I think a lot of people take a lot out of that. And, and you're right; it's always good traveling, especially when you go, um, you know, a couple of days early, and you get to, I guess, live in each other's pockets. You don't, you know, tend to do that too much. Um, or get those opportunities. So the fact that you get to do that's pretty cool. What about um, traveling? I've, I obviously haven't asked you on one of our episodes. Is there anything? I don't know, unique you like to do or is there anything that you may take like a pillow or something that, you know, someone else may not take? Is there anything you do or no, nah, you just straight take the boots, take the mouth guard, that's it? <laughs> uh, in the past, I've probably been a little bit like I've got to do this, this and this and this and drove me a little bit mad and a couple of times I forgot to do something. I'd be like, oh, no, I'm going to play bad <laughs> because I've, I haven't I haven't done something. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, I'm pretty relaxed now. I just get on the and pack my bag, obviously take what I need to to play the game over there. But, uh, yeah, nothing really stands out to me. Like I'll still eat, you know, eat dinner and stuff. Don't really mind what I eat, things like that. Like things that, uh, you know, as a young player probably growing up, you're like, I've got to do this, this, and this. But 
when you travel mm. so much, like an interstate team like us, we travel nearly every second week. So you got to get used to things happening and, you know, um, curveballs being thrown at you. And I think we all learned that as an AFL industry during COVID that, you know, you can't, you can't expect everything to happen the way that it should. It's, you know, things will happen and they'll blindside you. So you got to be ready for anything. And I feel like that's the way I approach interstate trips now. But I know you'll be having your chocolate the day before the game like you always do. <laughs> yeah, Yochi. I'll get the Yochi or I'll have some kind of treat the night before, mate. I, have we spoken about – yeah, we said what I like to eat um, oh, yeah. for my dessert pre-game. <laughs> we probably didn't pump it up enough because, geez, it's so weird. Like the you got to tell everyone again. Let's just let's get a snippet of this and we can, we'll post this on the Instagram of you telling us what your pre – Pre-game cheat meal is the night before. Well, what I was going to do, I was going to actually send you a snap of it last week. End, but I didn't. And it's not weird. I'll tell you why it's not weird. As a professional athlete like me, and who cares about his macronutrients intake and what's important for him the next day, what is the number one? Tell me right now, Joshy. What is the number one source of energy that you need? Is it protein, carbohydrates, sugar, fats for a game? What is the number one source that you, you require? Uh, carbohydrate. So reason why my dessert is, so this is my dessert, is I have, so those bread rolls, you can get like bread rolls or baguette rolls and you like cut them in little small pieces if they're there. <laughs> I get peanut butter and I'll just have it on that. I'll just spread it and eat it. It's got to be specific bread roll. It can't be like a one that you get from Baker's Delight or whatever. And it's, No, not you that. Know. As I said, it's got to be the baguette. So- <laughs> So a couple of weeks ago when we played Essendon, I was on the FaceTime with um, Kimmy and Lara actually because they were in uh, they were doing an appearance in Townsville. And they're like, oh, what are you doing at Coles? Because it was like 8 o'clock as when I was going to get my dinner. I was like, oh, had no uh, baguette bread. So I went and bought a big like French baguette like this big. You can't see my hand, but it's huge. And I only had about this bit and cut the rest out because <laughs> I needed to put the peanut butter on it. So um Anyway, that's what I did last week as well. So that's my um, that's my little dessert. But anyway, the reason why I have it is because the extra carbohydrates that I can have, it's going to be, um, it's going to help me the next day. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll let it slide. I reckon uh, the fans out I, there will be <laughs> having a little laugh right now. I remember the first time I did it. I think it was were we playing in Ballarat, maybe, or playing in Adelaide, and you went and got chocolate. And I got bread and peanut butter. <laughs> I just remember you, yeah, you bought me and thought. You bought one of those peanut butter things and I was like, what are you doing for breakfast? No, no, no. I'm going to eat this now. <laughs> the little jars like this big. So I've got like a traveler jar. You know when you've got, you know, you take your toiletry jars. I've got like a, a, a toiletry jars, toiletries with your toothpaste and everything. I take me um, my peanut butter Thing. I'll make sure I snap it and chuck it up on uh, on socials for next week when we play against Hawthorne and Tassie. But um, but uh, moving on, uh, my game we're playing. Uh, we, oh, we played obviously the Giants, mm. which is uh, as I spoke about a game that's always um, yeah, always uh, built up, and this one was definitely built up, uh, and yeah, played out in a way that uh, has been all too familiar for us quite a bit this season. Um. Obviously, we're up by six goals in the third quarter at uh, a point in the game, and they were able to, you know, claw their way back and, um, you know, beat us in the end, which is, yeah, as I said, tongue-in-cheek with Georgie. But um, in all seriousness, it was probably, you know, I didn't take a loss like that 
haven't taken loss like that for a very long time. I'm, you know, trip back to Ballarat. I feel uh, sorry for Kimmy and Jess and Georgie because I was just the mute in the car and I didn't even want to get KFC on the way home. That's how flat I was. Um, <laughs> it was just one of those games where you give a good team a bit of momentum and a bit of a run on and they're going to take it with two hands and the quality that they have, you give them a sniff, then, you know, they're just going to run all over us and that's exactly what they did. The, their brand of footy, I think, stacks up against most teams, pretty much every team. Um, you know, that that fast attacking handball wave, they call it the orange tsunami. I've seen articles where it's called the orange tsunami and that's exactly what it felt like in that third quarter. Um you know, we weren't able to stop their overlap and the way they took us on really hurt us. And, you know, we've watched a bit of vision this week already on, um, you know, areas that let us down in that game. And, you know, it's always hard when you re-watch vision and go back and watch because you want to put yourself in that position because you know what you need to do to fix it. You just can't. So, yeah, it was extremely disappointing. Um, got to give credit where credit's due. There's a reason why they're one of the informed teams of the comp, um, you know, led by, you know, arguably the best player in the game with with Bont and Nick Dacos, um, and that is obviously Toby Green, who is just having an incredible, um, I still think, underrated season. Doesn't get spoken about as much as the others, and um, you talk about Brownlow Medal and whatnot. Um, if it wasn't a midfielder's award, he'd be my pick for it. He can just turn a game on its head um, in any given time and did that on the weekend. So, yeah, very disappointing result for us. You talked about um, the, you know, the momentum and them sort of coming back in that second half, especially how, you know, you said that you've had it happen a few times this year. What do you address that? Do you talk about it during the week? Just for those that listen, like in the moment, do you sense that it's happening? And do you, as the, you know, as the teammates or whatever it is to the boys, you talk to each other and you're like, right, oh boys, this is what we've practiced or this is what we've spoken about. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of experience in our team. So, kind of lean on those guys to, I guess, be the vocal ones and the ones that push it a little bit more. Um, mm. But it's easier said than done. And uh, yeah. when momentum, you know, when momentum runs happen and uh team is really running on top of the ground, it, it's really hard to stop. And I know you've you've been a part of games like that and, um, you know, mm. we've been a part of games together like that. Yeah, so we do get together. And, and there were times in the game in the third quarter and, and – even in the fourth quarter where we were able to peg a goal back and put a bit more pressure on them. But then, you know, I, I spoke about a couple of weeks ago how the the lapses of concentration has kind of been what has let us down. And again, that was, you know, pretty much what it was in, in areas of this game and, and patches of this game. It was lapses and positioning of players rather than the want and the effort to want to get it done. And Yep. That's probably the beauty of the team is the want and effort's always there. That's always there. And the coach is never coaching effort and players chasing and putting pressure on and going, putting their head over the footy. It's, you know, concentration and um, being in the right position in the right time and, you know, not going past the footy and whatnot. So, yeah, that's that's the area where it really let us down. And, um, you know, to answer your question, we, we, we try and address it at three-quarter time, get together after each goal, centre bounce, both mids, backs and forwards. Um, you know, and as I said, we, we pegged our way back a couple of times, but yeah, ultimately we just weren't able to. And we had a couple of chances in the last, um, you know, last couple of minutes of the game. And, you know, I even talk about concentration. We had a, a chance, I think with a minute to go, I don't know what the time was, but there was a ball that went, you know, deep inside 50 and 
Nick Haynes took an intercept mark, but he was, you know, he outnumbered our forward, which is Riley West at the time. And little things like knowing that we need to score, we shouldn't allow, you know, a guy with the caliber of Nick Haynes to be free, um, you know, yeah. or even let alone have a free Giants player. We shouldn't be in a position like that. We should be able to have a player go and man him up and know that we need to be even numbers to be able to hopefully create a score. So um, it's frustrating because you rewatch it and you know that we can do it. It's just in the big moments at the moment, we're not doing it. So um, very disappointed, very disappointed for our fans. Um, we, we know, you know, how much they ride the waves with us. Um, it's been a frustrating yeah. year for them as well, supporting us in some of the games where we haven't been able to win. So um, all I can say is just stick with us, um, you know, really stick with us. We, we you know, approach every game like it's finals-like and like it's uh, our season depends on it, which it does. There's no bigger game for us this week. And we've already moved on to looking forward to playing against Richmond, who their season's on the line as much as it is ours. So, mm. um, you know, we uh, we really lick our wounds against the Giants, but we look forward to now to Friday night game. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point you made. I feel like the the way that, um, especially the fans, they ride the waves with you. And mm. when, you're, when you're going well, it's all rosy. And uh, when you're not going so well, they can be pretty quick to turn. And that's what brings me to my point. I was going to talk about the... Um, the Carlton Footy Club, mate. The Boy. the way that you know we spoke about. Remember, we spoke about their fans and how um they were sort of brutally giving it to them that game. I can't remember what game it was that they walked off the field, but to see them now, there's uh they're up and about, they're flying, and the fans are back, mate. It is funny because when I was watching, obviously the game, I was thinking the exact same thing as uh as you thinking of the episode where we spoke about, you know the fans and sticking by the team because the efforts there, it was, as I said, it was never effort. It was luck. It was clearly they were playing. When I say luck, I mean, you know, they were battling with some injuries, some players, um, you know, were, were out of form and just had to find some form and, you know, need a bit of a luck within the game and, um, you know, just needed to build that confidence and you could see it was there. It just wasn't, coming out in a four-quarter performance. But we both knew and um, coming up against Carlton, knowing that the ca- what ca- the capabilities that they have as a group is as good as anybody. And now they've won yep. seven games in a row, I think it is. And you know, it's hard to say that they're not, you know, one of the favorites to to make finals and have a real hard run at it. And mm. um, it's, it's nice that it kind of looks like we were right in a way. We were yeah, for sure. almost like, you know, stick by him. Like, well, why? Yeah. Why do you hate on the hate on your players? These guys are putting, the, you know, working their asses off. They they do everything they can for the jumper, which is what we do, which is what you do, which is what you know. I, I've no doubt West Coast do and North Melbourne do. The teams that are you know down the bottom of the ladder, they they you know live and breathe the footy club that they're playing for. We could see that for Carlton and and the fact that they're playing so well. It's nice to know that um you know we kind of foreseen that and you know now they're playing good footy so I'm glad you brought that point up yeah it's all well and good to you know ride the waves and be passionate but you don't want to belittle your players like they were in that video like we were some of the stuff you could hear on that video was just horrendous so that's why we talked about it because it's like well this team is capable as fans of that football club you should know that you should know that that how much potential you've got yes be disappointed in them losing because but they're not running out there to lose. They're still running out there to try. And now that they're they've gone on a seven game win streak, well, that's what everyone's you know everyone expects. And 
you can ride the wave, but that's just footy. Footy is like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and I as a, as a, as we said um, on that episode, I, I totally understand why the fans show emotion the way they do. But there's probably yeah, it's just the way that they can deliver it. And I again, mm. I, I understand. I get it. I mean, when we were walking off the ground against the Giants on the weekend, we had a couple fans, you know, yell out some stuff that doesn't need to be repeated on this. And you know, sometimes you do take that personal because. Um, you know, I love the footy club. I want to win for the footy club. I want to win for the fans. I, I, you know, I know that we're capable of doing it and I hate letting the fans down and, and all players, I've no doubt, feel the exact same. So um, there's a way that you can critique the players, but, you know, not, as you said, great point, belittling the players and, and really having to go at them, um, you know, just doesn't work. And, you know, good on Carlton and good on Carlton and the players that, are performing and even their win on the weekend, you know, they're under quite a bit of duress without Sam Walsh. Obviously, Adam Cherry went out yep. throughout the game, who was absolutely flying at that point in time. Paid Cripps had an injury uh, injury cloud. Harry Mackay obviously out as well. So, you know, they're playing some great footy and it's good to watch. It's always nice when the big clubs are playing well because the fans are up and about at games and you can mm. you can sense the atmosphere in a game and, and that Carlton Collingwood game, the atmosphere. Seemed unbelievable. Um, talking of atmosphere, before I, you know, talk about other footy stuff, we have to talk about Buddy Franklin. Yes. What a uh, what a uh, you know, don't even know what words to use to describe the uh, the player that he is, and you know what he's done for the game. Um, you know, every week we talk about players, and I talk about players that who I think are the greats. You know, I've mentioned Chris Judd. Gary Ablett, um, Dustin Martin, and you know, I was thinking last night when I was laying down in bed thinking about talking uh, the potty today. Doing your Mount Rushmore, do you know your Mount Rushmore where you do? You, you do you know what I mean by Mount Rushmore? No idea. It's like a, a a mountain per se, and it's four faces of a sport. So the NBA Mount Rushmore would be, in my opinion, oh, yeah. would be Michael Jordan, LeBron James. To Kobe Bryant, probably Shaquille O'Neal. So the AFL, yep. this is a hard one. You've got to do your Mount Rushmore, which is the four greatest players in your opinion. And last night I was thinking- Of all time. Yes, of all time. And yep. last night I was thinking, far out, who would be mine? And yeah, Buddy Franklin was one that came straight to mind. And I think I just kind of answered it. I think Juddy, Gary Ablett, Dustin Martin, they're probably the four- that I think of, and I know they're clearly my era, and there's a lot of players, you know, pre my era that would have been right up there and deservedly so. And and current players now, like you know, probably well, Bont, Bont's as good as anybody. There's a lot of players, but they're my four. What about you? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but you, I've got no doubt you, you'd have Buddy on your Mount Rushmore. Oh, for sure. He's he's probably in my time as a kid growing up. He's got to be the greatest of all time in that in that time frame. I think that's my belief because uh, uh, he's mate, he's been unbelievable. He's he's yeah. been a player that's done so many things. And yes, he went to Sydney on a big deal and didn't win a premiership, but they played in a couple of grand finals. Like they've done, they've done pretty well with him. I saw an article today saying that he was worth every cent that they spent oh, on him, yeah. and oh, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. So um, he's got to be up there with yeah. Through my time, the players that I've watched, definitely one of the best. Yeah, I, I seen this article today when I was getting a coffee. It was the greatest showman, um, Buddy Franklin, the greatest showman. 
literally yep. to his last game. And very rarely is there a player from their very first game to their last game, do they have that like wow factor? You know, players mm. eventually lose their, their, I guess, their flair, not their flair, but their, you know, their, their one would, you know, whether it's speed or whatever it may be. But Buddy never lost any of that. He's ability to take a, you know, mark outside 60 and then wheel on his left and kick a goal. Um, and he was doing that right to the very end. And, mm. you know, it's it's a crazy day. It's one of those days where you'll always remember kind of where you were. I, I remember where I was when, you know, Buddy Franklin announced his retirement because, you know, as you said, one of the greatest players that will ever live in this game. And, and again, Damien Barrett, I heard him talking about um, legend status in Hall of Fame. So you know how you can make the Hall of Fame and then after the Hall of Fame, it's legend status. And I think there's only, oh, maybe 50 legends and there's only two 50s, uh, sorry, two legends under the age of 50 or that were inducted under the age of 50. And right. if I was doing it, of Buddy's 36, straight away, straight away as a legend. No, nah, I couldn't agree you, more with you. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you, is there, what's your favorite Buddy Franklin highlight reel? Oh, the one when he's running down the wing, playing for the Hawks, and he kicks that goal. I think um, Prizzo was in the background of that, coming on the ground, <laughs> Brent Prismill from the Bulldogs. He was, uh, we used to always joke about it. He's one. Of, he's, he's in one of the best Buddy highlights that everyone will see for the remainder of their time. It's funny as. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, ones that come to my mind, but the one that always stands out to me because it was the first time I really, really understood how good Buddy Franklin was, was the 2007 um, elimination final, or might have been the semi, I think it was elimination, against Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. At the time, it was Telstra Dome, I think. What stadium? Um, he took a mark about oh, 60 metres out, pretty much on the boundary line. And three points down, thirty minutes into the game, last quarter final, and kicked the goal. Set shot, kicked the goal from about sixty. Left wrong side too, so it wasn't. It was on the right footer side. So you know how he arcs around yeah. on his left. He's just yeah. he's pretty much arching around to the boundary line. So yeah, that's probably um that's probably the one that sticks out the most. That and him kicking a hundred goals in two thousand eight because I was a massive Carlton fan and I wanted Brennan Favola to kick a hundred as well, and he kicked ninety nine. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Do you remember that when, when Clarko sent yeah, extras yeah, yeah. behind the ball and they were up by 60? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Everyone, we were talking, I can't remember we were talking, I reckon we might have been talking about that on the podcast maybe a few weeks ago. Unbelievable that uh, Clarko was just that stiff. He did not want Buddy to kick, he did not want um, Fev to kick 100 goals as well. That's good. Now we congratulate Buddy on an incredible career. Um, will be very sorely missed, I'm sure. Yep, and no doubt, hopefully he's a, a, a legend or well, inducted as a legend. I'd love to see that. Um, I mentioned before about round of upsets. It's pretty. It was a pretty crazy round, wasn't it? Um, did you watch? You know, did you watch any game and go, oh, "Wow, they're actually not that bad." They're actually, you know, maybe in in that log jam from fifth to thirteenth, and you're thinking, "Oh, wow, they're actually pretty good." Yeah, the crows. The crows for me were. Really good in the showdown against Port. They took it right up to them. Actually, I think they, in the last quarter, they went on a bit of a run. Or it might have been the third quarter. I can't really remember. But I just got home from the Gold Coast and flicked it on. And I was like, geez, they look so good. Even without Rankin too. And I think Murray went down with an ACL the week Thank before you. as well. So they've yeah. got some players that have that would normally play that weren't playing and still playing some unbelievable football. No, I agree. I was going to say the exact same. Obviously, um, I know you probably... Wouldn't like it, but Gold Coast impressed me a lot. I mean, 
Yeah. It's it's interesting because they're they're right in the in the hunt for a top eight finish. And they obviously have never made top eight. So it's a um you know, it's pretty crazy to see that they're gonna come close to it. You mentioned Adelaide. Taylor Walker, man, he is whew, he is right up there as one of the most exciting players to watch when he's up and about. And yeah, whew, one of the mates, he was incredible. You tipped him for the Coleman, mate, so you're still riding him home, aren't you? Uh, yeah, after Kerno kicked 10, I thought, oh, no, we're in, stru- we're in trouble here. But, um, yeah, I know. I think um, I think Adelaide might have a couple games where Tex might be able to kick a couple more bags. And I hope that his teammates know that and they kick him the footy. Because has Tex ever won a Coleman? Do you know? I don't think he has, has he? Don't know. Don't know. But, uh, yeah, he was, um, he was unbelievable. And also wanted to mention, um, you know, we talk about, We've mentioned Carlton before, and we love to see, you know, teams, I guess, go well and whatnot. It was great to see, and I know, obviously, North Melbourne didn't win, but it was actually great to see the passion that Adam since Adam Simpson showed. Did you see after yeah, the game, yeah, in the coach's box when they obviously won the game? And, mate, I, I think he had some tears in his eyes. Yeah, you can see what it means to the footy club, and I think we all know that, or what they'd be going through, like it. They've still got 100,000 members this year too. So obviously their supporters are still right behind them and know that exactly what they're doing is still, you know, still going to help them move forward. And I think um, Adam Simpson knows that too. It obviously cops a lot of flack from the outside world and the media noise and all that kind of stuff. But people that you talk to that know Adam Simpson too are really highly respect him and uh, Mm -hmm. know the quality of person that he is and how much he invests into things that he cares about and obviously cares yep. about the West Coast Eagles. So uh, I agree with you. It, it was great to see him uh, post-game, just the emotion that he showed just towards the obviously winning, but um, to the group too. I love seeing him. I love seeing it because I love the fact that they can be vulnerable and show that side and and yep. people can see that they actually coaches and, and not just the, the head coach, but all coaches involved ride the the waves of emotion like the players do. And and sometimes it's probably a little bit more stressful for them because they're sitting in the box and can't actually do anything when we're the ones out mm. there playing. So no, I thought it was um I thought it was really good and yeah, just super happy that um, you know, he was able to experience that. Which makes it interesting now because obviously Harley Reid is probably gonna be the pick number one and he'd be watching closely who uh because you know he's probably either going to go to West Coast or North Melbourne. So he no doubt he would have been watching that game real closely. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been thinking, oh, geez, whoever loses this game, I'm probably going to be going to. So I don't know who'd be cheering for. Do you reckon he's cheering for someone? Well, if I'm just because I'm a I'm a homebody, obviously love Melbourne. I think he's a I think he's from out of Chukaway or Bendigo way. He'd probably, you know, if it was yep. me, I'd want to go to Victoria. But mate, when you're in that position, whew, and as you said, playing for a big club like West Coast that has a hundred thousand members would be pretty crazy. And everyone talks about how cool mm. it is playing over in Perth. So Kind of a win-win situation for him, but um, you know that's a that's obviously going to play out a little bit. Um, anything else before we move on to our games for this week that uh, caught your eye at all? And usually you have something, whether it's some umpiring calls or something that it may be. No, I do have something. I've got something that uh, <laughs> popped up on my Instagram. I got tagged in it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to speak about this on the podcast because it said um, to give him a shout out." But I got tagged in this thing, mate, and it's about you. It's about you and your game on the weekend. And apparently, right. in terms of rating, it was your second best game of your whole entire career. So I wanted to give you a shout out. And that's according oh. to 
champion data Absolutely. or AFL. I can't remember what it was, Central or whatever it was, but I wanted to get around you because you're one of those guys, mate, that week in, week out, you just can continue to do your thing for the team. But um, yeah, I want everyone to know how well you're playing at the moment and obviously because I love you too. So um, throwing it out there and just saying that that was the second best game of your career. So well done, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I really appreciate that. It's nice. Um, what was, just for what it's worth, do you know what the number one was? Oh, no, nah, I don't. No, nah, I don't. It just, they just... They just tagged me in it, and um, mm. I popped up. Oh, mate. Just been- we can't forget. There's no way we're forgetting what I did. Are you watching? Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, we forgot. So, <laughs> so not going to lie, I totally forgot to kick, uh, to do it the first time because it was such a big moment. We'd missed a lot of goals. I always have a, an excuse, and I'm so sorry. I... um. I know the fans were pretty disappointed because I had actually actually had a couple yelling out to me on the boundary line about afterwards that I Doing hadn't it. done it. Uh, no, really? no, 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 no. It wasn't, it wasn't during because I would have remembered. It was afterwards when I was just around in a stoppage. And I actually remember when I was walking back to center bounce after the goal, I was like, oh, my God, I've forgotten again. <laughs> and I um, I was actually going to do it because you know what happens? <laughs> do you know what? You know when you kick a goal? The camera kind of just follows you till the next play. And I was yeah, walking yeah. and I thought, is it weird if I just start walking and just start doing it? Or um, <laughs> So I thought, oh, it's a bit weird. So, yeah, anyway, I thought I was going to get the opportunity. But then anyway, kicked the goal in the third quarter and uh, it was there. So I, uh, I'm happy I was able to do it. I'm sorry I didn't do it the second time, but I did it the third time. And even Toby McLean snapped me after the game and had a great laugh because he said it was the worst it was the worst way. He said it was worse than yours. <laughs> he snapped me too. He was like, I didn't do it the first time. And then I had all these messages on my phone when I got off the field because everyone's like, Adam hasn't done it. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, 20 minutes later, they're like, oh, no, he's done it now. So well done. It's great to mate, see. Thank you, mate. I'm I'm glad I was able to do it. And yeah, now I know what you went through because you was, when you first didn't do it and obviously couldn't, you start to stress about it, and the fact that I yeah. was uh, it crossed my mind, and then I didn't. I eventually did it, so I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad our um, our uh, our uh, fans were able to send it through. And even after the game, when I was walking out, got some photos with some of the kids, and they were all doing the A sign, which is pretty cool. I find it really cool that we have a lot of fans that actually do it now. We need to get a few people to send in some videos or tag us yes. on Instagram or something, and we'll give it a repost yes. so we get all the kids out there doing the A sign. Yeah, kick a goal and make sure you do the A sign. We're real cool. Um, but was there anything else besides the uh, the champion data um, footy ranking that you said that you want to bring up? Anything? No, no umpiring decisions that you've seen this week and that annoyed it? I still think they're not really paying the holding the ball ones well enough. Neither, I feel like the, the, the inc- incorrect disposal, that kind of uh, terminology, it's, um, yeah, I still think it's a little bit overlooked. So keep an eye out. I reckon they, um, they might listen to the Ads and Dunks podcast, mate, and, <laughs> and get it going again. I'll tell you what actually was back was the descent rule. Oh yeah, it is back. It's well and truly back. <laughs> there was uh, there was a free kick that we gave away late in the game, and it was a free kick. But me being competitive, was hoping that it wasn't called, but it was called. And mate, I was screaming my head off. Just one of those things where you just like hide but scream, hoping the umpire hears it. <laughs> And then he looks around and goes, oh, who did that? But he wouldn't know. Um, but as I was doing it, I thought, oh, no, if he hears this. It wasn't anything. It was just, no, it's not a free kick. But you just don't know. You don't know if that's going to get called for dissent. 
you know, watching yeah. on Friday where I think it was Nath Murphy and someone else, he just pointed at the um at the thing, at the TV or whatever it was, and was called for dissent. Like, come on. Yeah, that kind of stuff's hard because it's like I think all they were saying was just have a look, like I didn't touch him or whatever. Mm. And <laughs> it's fifty meters, so one to look out for. It is. It is. So last week we did our. I actually didn't see who people voted for out of yours and mine. Out of yeah, the, no, uh, did I. didn't have a look. We'll, we'll make sure we have a look. Probably you, because everyone's sides on your side <laughs> on the potty. But what we're doing is we're going to do the same thing as last week, but with the defenders. And Brado will put those up. No, the he's forwards, isn't it? Sorry, the forwards. Yes, the forwards. Um, but it's a little bit different because. I feel like it's a little bit harder because we've got to pick six, obviously, but we don't have that much more money. We've only got $18 rather than $15, and we've got to pick six forwards out of this group of 30, and I'm going to let you go first. All right. I'll go first this week. So um, I'm going to start with my boy, current boy in uh, my team, Charlie Cameron. He's going to be my $5. Yeah. Um, so I've got 18 My second one is going to be Aaron Norton for $2. Yep, so you're at seven. For $1, I'm going to take Cozzy Pickett. I feel like he's in some really good form mm-hmm. right now. What am I at? Nine? Yeah. No, that's, that's eight. That's five, eight. That's two, eight. eight. You've got 10 bucks, three players. 10 bucks, three players. So my third pick, so I've got a key forward, two smalls. I'm going to take another small, and then I'm going to go two keys. I'm going to take Isaac Rankin for $3. Okay. Yep. And then... I'm going to take another key forward uh, in in Joey Danaher for $3. So now I've got $4 to spend. One more key forward. One more key forward. So I'm going to take Tex Walker. So your team is Tex, Naughty, Joey are your key forwards. Yep. Then you've got Cozzy, Isaac Rankin, and who was your last one? Charlie Cameron. Charlie Cameron. That's a great team. That's pretty good. That's pretty Great good. team. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go all out. So I'm spending two five buckers. Oh, okay. Yep. Go. I'm going Charlie Kerno and Toby Green. Yep. So that's 10 bucks. Then mm-hmm. I reckon this is absolute value that I'm getting right now because at his absolute best, he should be right up there. Aaron Norton, $2. Yeah. So I've got Charlie Kerno, Aaron Norton, to- Toby Green with 12 bucks. I've got $6 left. Definitely need a small forward, Jamie Elliott. So that's another two bucks. I've got four dollars left. So I've got Kerno, Toby Green, Jamie Elliott, and Aaron Norton. Isaac Heaney, yep, for three bucks. Yep. yep. And I've got one dollar to go. And I'm gonna go underrated, kick 40 goals this year. No one talks about him. Kyle Langford. Essendon's leading goal kicker. So Kerno, Toby Green, Aaron Norton, Jamie. Okay. Isaac Heaney, Cole Langford. That's my team. So there we go. Okay. Can't wait for Brader to put this up. And we need to read who thinks has the better forward line. We need some numbers. I think I've got you covered, to be honest. No, nah, I think I do because I think just the star power of Kerno, Toby Green, and I'm going to put Aaron Norton in that. He's just going to get me over the line. All right. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, start, bench, cut. So I've got another what you two. you got this week for us? Oh, I love it. I've got two, as always. This one's a quick, easy one. So this is from Will underscore Warren underscore eight. So this is the Will sent in the hot pizza, hot chips, pizza, and steak. And he sent in this one okay. as well. 
750 game, 145 game, or 345 p.m. game. But I'm going to say it's the Twilight Saturday night because there's no 345. It'd be the 435. So it's 435 game, 750 game, or 145 game. Give me your start bench cut. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, starting starting 7.50 p.m. just because it's prime time slot. That's 7.50 is a Friday night, so I'm going to start that. I'm going to bench. Uh, I like playing at three, so four or well, like the afternoon one because I feel like the morning and I'm going to cut the one because the morning goes too quick and you don't really have enough time to get yourself organized when you play at 1.15 or one forty-five. That's me. My favorite is... Would be the four thirty five. I'm starting. Then I'm mm-hmm. benching the one forty five, and then I'm cutting the seven fifty. So we're we're disregarding. Got to understand. We're disregarding prime time. So so if if it's not a Friday night game, say it's say it's just in general because obviously I'm going to choose the seven fifty game because I want to play prime time in front of the things, but I'm in front of the you know the fans and the big crowd and whatnot. But reason being for that is because you get a night time. And for me, I can't sleep after 7.50 games. I don't get to bed till four in the morning. So yeah, but reason why I'm doing the like- afternoon games is because I get to relax, rewind, maybe go out for dinner. I know when we played those early games, we went out to the pub or went up to Hawker Hall or Mr. Miyagi or something, where at 7.50, you can't do that. You got to go through the Macca's drive through and get 50 nuggets like you used to do. <laughs> yeah, well, you can have your day though. You've got a whole day to just relax and do whatever and chill I out. Know. I feel like it's good. It's good for the the minds and the body because you get to relax all day and then get yourself up for a game. And then, like you said, head to Macca's after the game and treat yourself. Well, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go the other one. All right. From a fan's point of view, I reckon it'd be your way. Like it'd be probably 4.45, 1, and then disregard the yeah. – Yep. 750 because they probably I know a lot of people think 750 is too late. Well, I just literally had this conversation with Kimmy literally just before because she goes way too late. I, Georgie's can't stay up. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is mate, this is hard. So I'm go back to another footy one and I literally mentioned him before. Start bench cut prime. So they're all prime. Judd Ablett Dusty. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, you so want me to go hard. first again? Uh, well, yeah, if you want. All right, I'll go again. Uh, starting Gary Ablett, Jr. And then I'm going to bench Juddy and cut Dusty. Far out. See, this is so hard. This is so hard. It's honestly so hard. So I'm starting Juddy just because he <laughs> was, mate, he was my, this guy was my idol. He's my idol. I love this guy. Yeah. And his best was as good as anybody's. Better than bench, Gary Ablett. I don't know. I'm going to bench. See, I want to bench Dusty and cut Gaza, no but I don't way. want to. No But, way. mate, Dusty, nah, I'm going to go, oh, my God. I actually can't. I, I actually can't do it. I'm going to tap out. I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you cop the hate from the fans. All right. Let me cop the hate. I think, <laughs> yeah. So, put it this way then, all right? Listen, we're not gonna let's disregard their career. Let's do you got one game of their absolute best. You're gonna get the A A grade, A plus grade version of this player. Judd, Ablett, yeah. and Dusty. 
Are you changing yep. your, your opinion at all or are you going to keep the same three? No, nah, I'm keeping the same three because my reasoning is because Gary Gaza did like everything, mate. He did. He got the footy. He kicked goals. He'd have games where he'd have like 40 and four, like unbelievable. And then Juddy does the work on the inside. He's the... He's the one that, you know, does the hard yards, two-way run. Like he was – Juddy was a star. I agree with you. He was one of my idols too growing up. And then Dusty is that forward half type of player, which I feel like you can cover it with Gaza. So that's my reason. Oh, I can't – I actually can't give an answer. All I know is I'm yes, starting Juddy. Come on. I'm starting Juddy because I'm biased and he was my idol and I love him. So Juddy's my star. It's just who am I benching, Ablett or Dusty? And I just think, oh, mate, Dusty, three Norm Smiths, like three premierships. You said take take the accolades out of it, mate. Take the accolades out I of know, it. I know, I know. Yeah, but then the Dusty best at game. his best. Is there anyone as good as Dusty at his absolute best? Would Dusty – here's a question for you. Would Dusty have been as good without the team around him? So, like, if, if the team – because the way Dusty plays, I feel like, is the way – the team actually covers a lot for him because he can yep. get off the chain in that forward half. Whereas the other two guys, Juddy and Gaza, like they were both, they did a lot of work both ways. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. I'm still gonna say yeah. He was. Yep, I'm gonna say yeah. He still would have been the exact same. So, right. mate, I don't. You know, what? I'm just gonna go start Judd bench, Gaz and cut Dusty. Cut Dusty. And he's like, as I said, on my Mount Rushmore with Buddy Franklin, my four, the yeah. four, the four goats. Yeah, that was hard. That was really hard. That was a good start bench cut. Oh, and by the way, that was sent in by Christian Burgess underscore. So thanks for sending that in. Well done. But uh, no, nah, mate, that's uh, that's all I got for you. Unless you got anything else for me. Well, do you want to quickly touch on our games this week, and then we'll mm. we'll roll on. Yeah, that's rude of me to do that. We'll start with you, mate. You you obviously said you're heading off to um, WA. Frio, yeah. actually, yeah. Going, they're going really well at the moment. They had a really good win last week. Um, they and did. A, a lot they of beat. teams had, had written them off and, you know, mm. I feel like we've touched on their footies as good as as anyone went up and about and you know how hostile per Stadium can be. Um, yeah, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about the game? Yeah, I think it's going to be another good test for us and like I said, heading over on Friday, I think we are. So um, that'll be nice to get over there together and spend a couple of days before we play and really focus in on what we need to do and what we need to bring to to beat the Dockers. And you know, having played them once already this year, they were pretty good around the ball and we know that they're going to bring the heat again. And like you said, the hostile environment over there, I'm sure they'll have plenty of fans rock up. And my, my most recent memory of going over there was the final, mate. So, mm. you know, being up by whatever we were, 40 points and then, losing that game and I just remember how loud that stadium was when they were up and about. So we're going to have to really embrace that and, and travel well and, and bring our best because uh, like we said and we say all the time, if you're off your game a tiny little bit, then anyone will get you. And, um, so yeah, after the disappointing loss against the Gold Coast, I think the boys are really up and about this week and are ready to head over there and hopefully get that W. Yeah, no, that I agree. They're, they're you know, when they're up and about, it's very, very hostile and very hard to play over there. So it's going to be an interesting battle for you. Where do you think the game's going to be won and lost for you? Do you think, because I personally think forward half for you guys and being able to stop them rebounding the footy, because they rebound the footy so, so well. They've got some great users off off half back. Um, 
you know, if you get it in the hands of of Hayden Young and um, you know Liam, Liam uh, Luke Ryan, he's as you know as good a user as a, as a key defender there is in the competition. Where do you think it's going to be? You know, won or loss for you? Yeah, definitely that. I think in the front half and being able to bring the ball to ground because they like to intercept mark the footy a lot. I do think also that you know we're going to have to defend well because as a team, especially because they like to really empty out their forward line, like all their forwards mm-hmm. get up and out and then they charge back to goal, they like to get it out the back sometimes. And we know how smart, you know, Walters is and and the players that are down there now and Schultz and their pressure and stuff like that. So they like to really get up the ground and then rip back. So that's going to be an important one for us to really stop it at the source and then slow them down because if we can slow them down and get our defense set, then hopefully that holds us in good stead. And then one one more thing. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. One more thing. Um, obviously, Lockie Neal got tagged last week. Well, I took yep. Miller. Oh, look like he was getting followed a bit. Um, expectation that that might happen this week. Um, I think Aishi's done a few run with rolls. I know um, Jago Mira's done a couple at stoppage. Is there an expectation on that potentially happening? And I know you know knowing you and and you know when you're when you play for teams that have players who get tagged. Like for us, we've got Bonte and Libba. You want to do yep. all you can to help them, and when they don't necessarily play their best you kind of take responsibility for not going out of your way to help him as much. Is there? Will there be a focus for that at all if that is the case? Yeah, I think we'll learn a lot from last week. But it's interesting the noise around Lockie getting tagged a little bit because he's gotten tagged earlier in the year or a few games throughout the year and he's still played his best footy. So I don't think there's much to that. Like teams will tag him and, and he'll still get on top of that player. So it's more of a, a battle for him than it is for for us but we obviously like to help him out so like you said we're going to help him out and if it does happen again yeah personally I think that I probably could have helped him a little bit more on the weekend a lot of the stuff though was off ball so it was hard to you know when you're in offense or defense like you're not going to run 50 meters out of your way to to then break down defensively and then them get it through easily or easier so um it's hard when it happens like that but at stoppage for sure like go and block for him and make it hard for for the tagger. So if it does happen, yeah, personally, I probably have a bit more of a focus on it, but we still do need to back him in and, and let him play the way that he, that he does. And um, I'm sure he'll be up for the challenge. And yeah, if he gets tagged, he gets tagged and we just move on with it. Yep. No, that, that'll be obviously a, that'll play a big part in, in the result because, you know, when, and it's very rare Lockie's down, but when he is down, it obviously hurts you guys a lot inside and um, no doubt he will bounce back. And yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. So I'll be looking forward to seeing this one. Yeah, it's a nice little Sunday Arvo for you, mate, after you play on Friday night again this week, prime time. Yes, Friday night. You'll um you'll know or if we win means uh, you know, hopefully that <laughs> is an omen for you winning. But no, nah, it's a uh, it's a big game for us. We're um yeah, it, I sound like a broken record, but it's um you know, it our season is dependent on it. We need a we need a win. Rich we need a win. Um you know they uh, we've played them earlier in the year and it was it went right to the very end we only won by four points um, it was a close game at the MCG so we'll be fully expecting their best um, you know they've got some quality across the field Dustin Martin's playing some great footy I feel like he's playing as good as he has played in the last couple of years he's really playing that attacking brand Shea Bolton um, you know they've got some key defenders that are defending really well. Noel Bolter takes a lot of intercept marks and Sam Taylor, you know, destroyed us in that regard last week, which we can't allow again this week because it really fuels their offense. So 
it's going to be an interesting game. Um, one I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, really want to rectify a few things from last week, and and hopefully we can win. Yeah, have they got? I was just having trying to have a look. Have they got many injuries from last weekend, or is there any players that um, might be out? That no, be not 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 that I think of. I think five day break obviously is not an ideal turnaround for them. But you know, once mm. you cross that white line, they're going to be. No, there's no excuse really. So, yeah. It, Fully expect whoever plays, it's going to be a, a hot clash for us and we'll, we'll get a good turnout. Richmond always come out in drones and so do, you know, our boys, our, our fans when it's, um, you know, at Marvel Stadium. So, yeah, we'll be looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a huge game. And like you said, it's one that's probably um, not season-defining, I would say, but it's a it's a huge game to stay in that hunt and, you know, with all those people around you as well because it's, it's pretty tight. Oh, mate, it's, it's insane. And, I mean, teams – I think Giants play Sydney. They're next to each other. Carlton play St Kilda, who were, you know, pretty much next to each other. There's so many close games every week. As you said earlier, you can't, you know, it doesn't matter who you're coming up against because well, this year there's a lot more at stake because teams can still make it. But any team will be in the contest, and you can't take any team lightly or for granted. And unfortunately, we've seen that up close a couple of times by giving up big leads. So. Hopefully that's not the case this week and hopefully uh, it could be a nice win for us and, and then I can enjoy the weekend up in Queensland because I'm heading up to Queensland to uh, you know for Kim and um, Kim and Jess's birthday. So uh, might see you up there, mate. Yeah, hopefully, mate. I'm sure uh, you're coming here and I'm probably going to be away. So we'll try and cross paths at some point, maybe at the airport. It's been good. Another another good episode and thanks everyone again for, for joining and listening. Um, look forward to next week and hopefully we get a couple of wins this weekend. I agree, and hopefully, I think Tommy's back. Might be back next week, so he might. Uh, we, you and I, as as we said a couple of weeks ago, we've taken the reins the last three weeks, and feel like they've been our best episodes, don't you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. We'll, we'll put a poll out to see what the what the last three episodes have been like, and we'll see if Tommy can maybe cut back on the work and um, give him another holiday, mate. Yeah, fingers crossed, because I uh, I know he'd be uh, slightly stressing out a little bit because he's uh, a bit of a. Um, a perfectionist, some would say, but no, nah, you're right, mate. It's been another good episode. Really looking forward to seeing the the results. Hopefully for us this week. Um, make sure you, you know, make sure you, our fans vote on our forward list and the start bench card. I love seeing what people think and, um, you know, seeing which side they side with. And as I said, quite often it's you. So hopefully there's uh, sided for me this week. But as you said, great episode. Um, go on, make sure you you subscribe to. All our channels, um, Oz American Aces, jump on, um, vote, and and um, you know get around our channel. We love it. Uh, keep liking, five star ratings. We need them. We've still got that giveaway coming. Believe me, I know we say it every week, but we've got a giveaway coming. Um, you know, jump on and support us. We we love doing this. Right on, mate. Good stuff. <laughs>